he's going to carry the load. Destroy him. As he is so good at handling loads. Wow. (laughs) Wow, we're strong. No dispute, sir. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Round one. I think think he's taking the high road. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I hear a lot of load givers are there. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry you have to deal with this. I've 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 lived with him for a while. Yeah, wow. it's, okay. It's yeah. You're used to it. <laughs> to be expected. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like people that live next to an airport. They're just like, all right. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Planes exactly. Take off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing I can do. Like exactly. you don't hear that? What the what? airplanes? Yeah. Oh, I I just drowned those out. Or the subway in the movie Seven. <laughs> so what you motherfuckers <laughs> essentially saying is that. I am airplane noise. Background, <laughs> no. background static. No. no, no, no. We were just making an analogy. No, background no, no. static. The analogy is. <laughs> just think of it. You're f- I'm just the annoying noise. <laughs> we're that saying you we're try saying to ignore, but can't. We're saying you're fly. You're fly like planes. I like that. Is that good? Fly like Peter Pan. Hit the music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sofa Kingdom podcast, where apparently I am airplane noise. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm an Irish Viking. <laughs> Still Ed. Still Ed. All right. <laughs> as long as we have all of that established. Yeah, uh, not that side of the way. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so we watched some good trailers. Did um, we? Okay. We watched some trailers. <laughs> <laughs> That's more accurate, I think. And you know what? It, it's true. Because, right, since we're on analogies today, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what we're doing, analogies. It's like oh God. a bunch of girls walking together and you see like a group of five girls and there's one that stands out oh man she's pretty right but if you separate these girls they're still all ugly Uh. (laughs) that's that's what happened with these movie trailers we watched a bunch of movie trailers they were all pretty shit but one like a bunch of bruised fruit was but like pretty. One is slightly less bruised. Yes, one so was it, pretty in comparison. It may look like a good. Yeah, it looks like a good peach. <laughs> but when that peach is by itself, you yeah. would not pick that. You just peach. you start grading yeah. on a curve. Yes. Yeah. yes. Got it. That's fair. And so since That's we're fair. grading on a curve, the the winner would go to the Nicholas Cage. Cage yeah. Trailer. Yeah. The yeah. old way. The old way. Right. I have I have good faith in that. One, it's been a while since there's been a good western. Yep. And two, Nicholas Cage's last movie was good. Yeah. It was. I went and saw it. Yeah, yeah, it was. What was the name of it? Um, the unbearable weight of some um, astonishing talent, something along those lines. <laughs> it, it was good. No, it no, was, no, no, it, no. Was, it was so good. He can't remember the name. It had a stupid <laughs> ass fucking name, but it had it had a the unbearable weight of it had the Mandalorian talent. in it. Um, uh, uh, Mandalorian. What's his name? Mando? Prince Prince Oberyn Martell in Din Djarin. Din Djarin. Yes. What the fuck is his real name? I can't think of it. He's in everything now. Amanda Wallace. It's not Amanda Wallace. Fucking Suicide Squad. No, it's uh, <laughs> God damn it. No. Peter Pasquale. It's not Javier Bardem either. That's from No Country Old, Peter, old Man. Isn't it Peter Pasquale? Pedro Pasquale. Pedro. There it is. <laughs> there we go. Woo. Got there. We got through there. Spit it out. We spit it out. But yeah, that looked like the best one. They like the best one okay. out of all of them. Right. It didn't look bad. The only qualm I have with the trailer is that Nicolas Cage is essentially teaching his like twelve-year-old daughter. Murder is okay. He's like, I'm going to avenge your mother's death. It, Please come with me. I think whoever said it, John Wick and the Wild West, it looks kind of like that. And it looks yeah. like it may be like another version of yeah. Unforgiven, that's, too. That's what I think yeah, it looks I like. Agree. It looks like, because yeah. like the first, 
when you look at um, John Wick, they escalated movie to movie. The first one wasn't as crazy with the action as the second yeah. and the third. And right. the fourth. So this looks like a slightly, not at least in the trailer, it doesn't look like as action-y as the first John Wick, but it has a feel of yeah. that of like, oh, this was not the guy to fuck with. Yeah, it may do good if it if it markets itself as like a gritty Western because, right. like I said, the last one I can think of is uh, the one with Christian Bale and um, and Russell Crowe. Um, Yuma. 310 to Yuma, yeah. yeah That's the last great Western that came out. And that like, was a fantastic. Yeah. When you flood the market with something, it gets old. That's yeah. why, like, when superhero stuff comes out, like when Sylvester Stallone did that fucking superhero thing on Amazon or something, like, nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. Samaritan yeah. or something. Nobody gave a shit. It's like, the market's flooded. Yeah, it's, it's flooded with superhero it's stuff. It's a pedestrian, now. I think it was called. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, exactly. So, it may do well. It may do well because people haven't seen a good Western in a long time. Yeah. I I, I, and Westerns know. do tend to have the ability to stand alone. When you're talking about, like, comic movies, when you're the one that's standing alone in your own universe by yourself, you got a lot to hold up, which is why something like The Samaritan, no one gave a shit. Because like, they're like, who? Who? No, yeah. We don't know you. Yeah. And I Why mean, is Rocky Balboa mean, working at the garbage company? It had what nothing to do <laughs> with an 80-year-old man playing a superhero who yeah. was too old to be a superhero and kind of washed up. That was the whole basis of the movie. I'm like, so you're a superhero that's too old to be a superhero who doesn't want to be a superhero was reluctant to be a superhero. Who is like I, the home, I get hey the man, theme. I get the I theme of the movie. That, I imagine superheroes probably age well, though. Yeah. Like if you banged into Bruce Wayne in his mid seventies, like if you banged into him in the street, yeah. he'd probably fuck you up. Like, like oh if, yeah. Like if you thought you were gonna rob that old man, you even do. with a cane, yeah. old man. Strength. I mean, you do see yeah. those yeah. those stories every now and then. Someone breaks into the house of like an old guy, and it turns out like yeah, and he turns he out was, he stormed the fucking was, beaches of Iwo Jima. Like <laughs> an old Golden Gloves boxer yeah. and beats the shit out of the guy. Yeah, bro, you know, but. You know that motherfucker's been sitting in his room like he just pops on that. Oh man, that I Phil Collins. I've been waiting for this moment. Exactly. For my whole life. I, I'll, I can tell. I can tell. I can tell a story about a guy, and Shake can attest to this. There's a guy that used to train with us in jujitsu up in York, Pennsylvania, and I, I'm, I'm blanking on his real name because everybody we called him Grandpa. Mm. Like when he was training on the team, he was in his 60s. I mm. think he was almost to his 70s. Damn. Guy was in fucking fantastic shape. And he had been like a Golden Gloves boxer in Baltimore when he grew up as a kid. And as an adult, he stayed in good shape and he got into jujitsu. I remember being a 19, 20, 21, even to my early 20s guy going against this old man and he would fuck you up. <laughs> he would beat your ass. And like it, it was humbling mm -hmm. because like you think, oh, I'm going to pass an old man. I'm going to pass his guard. No, no. The man's hands were made of fucking iron. <laughs> yeah. Like when he grabbed the hold of you, there was no breaking. His right, right. There was nothing. And he got on top of you. God help you. Yeah. He, he felt like he was 300 pounds. He's this little old man, but he was so damn strong. Like it was horrifying. Yeah. It was very humbling to be a young guy in the, supposedly in your prime. Yeah. Just getting your ass whooped by this old man <laughs> regularly. Like they don't, they don't build them like that anymore. No, everybody I'm looking at Grandpa. some of these millennials right now. And I'm like, when you're old, you're going to be weak and frail. They're, they're not going to get old. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's fucking vaping and eating yeah. Taco Bell. Oh, Nobody's yeah. getting oh. old anymore. Absolutely. They're going to be like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. I was in World War II. I was a barista. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we hang on, if we hang on, guys, we made hey, social hey, security. That barista job is clearly very difficult. It is. It is. You got to make the foam into a heart. It's yeah. fucking tough. I mean, a whole eight-hour shift. Woo! Woo! Damn it. That's a tough life to live. I think we're actually going to have social security, guys. I think yeah. we will, you know. I if, don't. Like, you don't? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping, you know. Yeah. You know what? Look, the way I see it is like we can just prey on those weak baristas and we yeah. can take their money. Yeah. Or we can work till we're fucking 70. That's probably that more likely. <laughs> Save your money, kids. Save yeah. your money. Yes. That's I'm all we can tell you. you.
Yeah. Uh, I watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. It's actually okay. came out on HBO yesterday. So if you want to stream it, you can if you're an HBO Max person. They put uh, Duran Duran, Pat Benatar. Uh, they put um, Eminem, mm. Judas Priest, and Dolly Parton got in. Dolly Parton. Uh, mainly a country artist, but they said due to her contribution to music and stuff. Sure. They always mm-hmm. put like people like they put sometimes yeah. a lawyer. I think in, she deserves a it. record and producer. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Dolly Parton. I mean, yeah. that's all people you expected to already be in there. And I think Dolly Parton was offered previously. She wasn't. She turned it down she because like, she felt she it was, was not too good enough. soon. Yes. Okay. Well, I was fine with Dolly because one, she's seventy six. Two, she looked great for seventy six. Three, she's arguably one of the greatest songwriters in world history. Right. She's such a notable. Yeah. Uh, find, song find writer, me a singer. negative story of Dolly Parton. You can't. You yeah. can't. They they were talking about her foundation. <laughs> She's given over 150 million books to children across the world. That you can't. You fucking can't say it. You know. There's there's actually a sci-fi show oh, no. uh, by the name of Orville, uh-huh. whose alien race was being um what, 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 like all, all the women were castaways. Like you can only be of male gender in right. this alien race. So the women that were fighting back for their rights all listened to Dolly Parton. <laughs> and as they should. As they, should. <laughs> they heard a record of Dolly Parton and started a revolution <laughs> off of Dolly Parton's music. I think after the new I yeah. forgot it was from Dolly Parton. It's, yeah. it's so far-fetched. Yet so elegant. After the nuclear holocaust, <laughs> there'll be cockroaches and Dolly Parton's tits just, just sitting there, like in a pile of ash. Like, that, I mean, God like, bless her. Like Futurama is just a bunch of heads and then Dolly Parton's tits in a yeah, jar. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's gonna be. That's literally what it's gonna be. She's, you know, they're, they're legendary. They are. I tell you what, she's seventy-six. Her tits are fucking great. I mean, I just saw them. They're they're fantastic. There's nothing to do with waist trainers. Or of course not. Like no, yeah, right, no. yeah, but uh, but Dolly wrote a song for her induction. It was actually really good. Mm. She performed it with like everybody. Like Zach Brown Band was up there. Like it was everyone that had won an award earlier was you know, was there. Yeah. Was nice. Eminem like I'm Emin- Slim Shady? Eminem, Eminem did not perform with Dolly Parton. Oh come on, um, <laughs> but Eminem did perform with Steven Tyler. Ooh, okay. And he performed with Ed Sheeran. Okay. All right. And it was Walk This Way? Uh, no, uh, Dream On. The song he did with Dream On. And then um, Stan was sang by Ed Sheeran. Oh, that's fucking right. dope. It, right. was, it was good. And when Eminem won his award, he thanked every hip-hop artist that ever inspired him. It was four minutes of him naming every hip-hop artist that inspired <laughs> him. And he alphabetically categorized him. He, like, he paid tribute to everyone from Andre 3000 to, like, Big Pun, like, Everybody, like no. even even independent <laughs> artists that people have forgotten about, Eminem gave them credit. You know what? That's yeah. dope. There's a lot of artists that like they disappear. Yeah. yeah. Especially back before like the internet, you put out a yeah. track. Yeah. And then you're on a record label, and they don't want to put out your next album, but you're signed for three albums. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You are officially no shelved. longer allowed to be a musician. You're yep. shelved. Yeah. Goodbye. Yep. You're gone. Yeah. And some wow. of them, they 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 turn coat and they. They leave the music for other things like uh, like Akon, who yep. left to go back to his home country. How many people did he give water in Africa? Bro, Something I mean, crazy. Yep. Sick. But that's dope. No one that's talks dope. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He went back and he's he decided, I'm going to take care of the people in my community. But unfortunately. We're talking about racist-ass Kanye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are other artists that try to do similar things and stay and uh, wind up dead. Like Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, he that was a tragic yeah. story. He was trying to re- literally rebuild his his, his block. whole community. He yeah. stayed. He's like, I'm gonna stay in my hood. I'm gonna buy buildings and stores and open up 
things for the kids to do. Sometimes and the hood don't want to be changed. Man, that's fucked up. It is but fucked that up. is the truth. It's fucked up. Yeah. That's the truth. Yeah. Crabs, Robin Williams crabs never did in a that bucket. shit. Wow. Wow. Robin Williams never did that <laughs> shit. <laughs> I waited for Ian to start eating. So there, there could be no possible can't, rebuttal. Can't go one fucking episode without. <laughs> he's like, man, these. Shitting on Patch Adams. He's like, man, these Newtons are good. And then all of a sudden, fuck Robin Williams. <laughs> Out of nowhere. You're welcome. Very, so, very little Jewish man. You can't leave him alone. <laughs> it it definitely sounds like something I will check out. You should. It's good. Specifically for the, the music portion. Yeah. I've, I've really stopped watching any of these award shows. Um, I know, like, I don't know. At just some point, I lost taste for them. I used to like the music that was done in those shows or, like, stand-up comedy. Like, if a Ricky Gervais is on there, I know I'm going to watch because he's going to fucking melt the room and everybody in it. Um, but it just became, became very generic. There became too many shows that are doing the same thing. I yeah. get the show where the awards are given to the community from the community. Because mm-hmm. who could better understand the community than the community itself? Right. Beyond that is also the fans giving awards to the community. Then you have like multiple versions of that where it's like, we don't need 10 versions. Of, like, look, that's really all you need is. Here's the awards from the people within that understand. Mm-hmm. Here's the awards from the people that are from outside that are choosing the thing that they just like. Yeah, right. I stopped watching the MTV Movie Awards a long time ago because I found that after I would watch it, I would like not be able to read as well. Mm. So I was like, oh, I should <laughs> probably stop. Like I, I was feeling brain cells dying. Like, yeah, I feel like you. my nose would bleed halfway yeah. through the show. And I was like, oh fuck! Like, <laughs> it's my brain calling for help. So I stopped, and I also stopped watching. I mean, I saw. A, we all kind of saw the clips of the Oscars because of Will Smith and the stuff. Right, right. Yep. But I stopped watching the Oscars because it just seemed really like after a while, it just seemed really fucking pretentious. I yes. love movies. I yes. love movies. They're a big part of my life. I obviously watch a shit yes. ton because of the podcast. But there's something about a, a room full of fucking millionaires like trying to tell you about <laughs> world problems. Yeah. And like, okay, accept your award. You're basically, gl- yeah, you're basically a glorified <laughs> fucking court jester. Okay? You perform, and you did a good job. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. You won your yep. fucking award. But don't take five minutes to lecture me on how the world should be. Yep. You have people that do everything for you. Yes. yes. Like, you, you can't even tell me the fucking price of milk. Like, that's what I true. Do. As soon as the guy wins the Oscar for best actor, they should be like, what's the price of gas right now? <laughs> you don't know? Fuck off. Know. His, his <laughs> driver knows. That fills his right. car's knows. Yep. He don't fucking know. Their assistants know. Yes. Oh, they know. Oh, yep. they know. They know. And they the way to the cell phone when it dings <laughs> off the side of their head. Exactly. But it is, it, it's, it's a political campaign to win a lot of those awards now. You find yeah. out behind the scenes, it's like, oh, it's not just the person that did the best performance. It's the person who kissed the most ass and sent out gifts yes. with their their movie. Like, here, watch my movie. Yes, and it just so happened to Harvey come with a package yeah. of things. <laughs> but it's also like when you watch it. You had a different it, package. Apparently, it wasn't no. in good condition either. No, no. It, it, was, was, n- it was refurbished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dude had a bed. Right. The dude had a bed oh. in his office. Like oh, a Jesus side room. Christ. That is. Yes. What a fucking. But you know what? You know what it is, too, is that when we would watch those award shows, there became a certain point now thinking about it a little more is like where you're like the movies that we were actually watching the the movies that the people you knew were watching and loved weren't winning to some like the pianist off in the corner where yep. it's, it's like 3,000 people seen it and they all loved it but Avengers Infinity Wars millions of people went to yep. see it but because it was under the guise of a, a different category that they didn't find oh, worthy yep 
they didn't get the votes for and, that. And, kind and that's of why thing. I say you need you need the you do need the two. Yes. Because you want the people within the industry to recognize sure. their peers so that their peers, you know, the world otherwise that's outside of it go, oh, well, if they're recognizing this movie, maybe I should if I get a chance watch it. But then you also have to recognize the fans. Where, you know, Endgame, how many people saw that and like Everybody you're like saw it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It it does it like for the major award shows, those movies get snubbed mm-hmm. every single fucking which, time. Which yeah. is why I could say I like something like Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Where they have people that give their score, which the are professionals. Film the film people. And, the and then they also have the audience yes. score. So I feel like that's a fair assessment as far as most of the critics are concerned, where it's like, we're willing to say this is what we think and this is what the audience thinks. Yeah, and then, and then I can also, you can also tell how different like those snobby fuckers are yes. compared to the average person. Like if you watch something like Dave Chappelle's one comedy thing that came out, yeah. it was un- – like it was – he attacked everybody. Oh, yeah. Yes. So on the on the left side, you had like a 3%. Like right. a, like, I mean if you look at <laughs> – on the right, it had a fucking 100%. There was oh, a 97% yeah. disparity. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Uh-huh. I loved it. Yes, but he offended everybody. Yes, so that's why people. But it's comedy, so shut the hell up. Exactly. But then on the other hand, you have the Green Knight, which yes. if you look on the left, fucking ninety nine percent. Yes. It, oh my God, this is visually stunning. It's an art art masterpiece. <laughs> One of the biggest piles of shit I've sat through <laughs> in a long time. I'm like, what the fuck are you? You know what? You're the Who reason. Who like this? You're the reason why I didn't watch it. Yes. I was looking into it. Like, man, this looks great. I love the mythology of the Knights of Same. the Round Table. Yes. I'm yep. in. I've sat through some pretty shitty <laughs> movies. I don't think it. they make edibles to make you enjoy that fucking movie. I was like, this sucks. Okay, this movie let, fucking Let me sucks. ask you guys then. As far as Knights <laughs> of the Round Table, King Arthur, Merlin, any of those. Oh, wow. What is your favorite movie or TV made for TV? Because, Oh, man. So my favorite Arthurian yes, movie? Yes, yes. Oh in that world. And I'll start first. Ooh. Mine, the one that really brought me in was the original Merlin. With um the guy from Jurassic Park. Yes, yes. bro. The original where, Merlin. Where um Tim Burton's wife, oh my god, yes. uh, played played um Oh, oh my, my god, god. so good. Hold on, I'm gonna I look can't this think bitch of her name. Up. I mean not not her as the bitch, the bitch as in the Helena movie, Bonham the bitch. Carter. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter played um played uh oh my god. She gave birth to the dude that Killed Mer- oh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a two-hour movie. It was a made-for-TV special originally. Yes, her name is Helen Bonham uh, Carter. Yes, yes. Mor- she played Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay. They had Queen Mab. Martin Short was in it apparently. Yes. Martin Short was like uh like a the per- she was the person oh he slept- was like the imp yeah he was the imp he worked for he worked for Mab yes yes uh, James L. Jones was in it oh my god um but it has a pretty great cast Sebastian Roche uh, but like that one to me when I was younger. It wasn't all like CGI flash. Like the the actors had to sell it, but it I, brought me into that fantasy world that I really. Mm, here we go. We got. I, I, I could name you one actor in it, but my favorite Arthurian movie mm-hmm. is the original Excalibur. I believe it's from the early eighties. Ooh, yes, yes, mm. yes. I I just remember that's the, that the, that's the probably the one I remember the most. Yeah, the I'm props. looking. I I pulled up a list, and I got a list here. And half of these motherfuckers I've never seen. What's really? The- Excalibur, 1981. Yep, that's that to me. The, Dreams the- Works, Wizards. Oh, you're right. I just remember Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson was there? Liam Neeson played Gawain. What? Patrick Stewart was in it? <laughs> Patrick Stewart. And I wonder why this was such a memorable movie. I just remember the final scene where Arthur, like, 
is charging off to battle um, Mordred. Mm-hmm. He's and the soundtrack, just the epic fucking soundtrack. <laughs> as Arthur and his knights are riding in the battle against Mordred, and the land starts to heal. Like the land is all rotten and shit. And as he's riding his horse through the land, like flowers are blue. It made me want to kill. It made yes. me, as a child, I was like grabbing wooden sticks and running outside. I was like, ah, just beating the shit out of the neighbor kids. It was, it, yes. To me, Excalibur from Excalibur. 1981, that's right. my pick. But also, good pick, though, because I, I do remember the Merlin the TV Mer- special. Right? Yes. It, was, it was a good one. The Merlin, was a good one. The Merlin TV show on this list here is ranked as the top. Yeah. The, the then, Mer- I, I can't argue with yeah. it. Then King Arthur, apparently, Shrek the Third. Oh my God! What? That's hilarious. What? It's That's hilarious. Under the the Arthurian. But, okay, okay, but here's the other one that you can't forget. Wait, Dragon King, King Arthur. First night. First night. First night with Sean Connery. Yeah. You the know story what? Of Lancelot. It, it was more of a love story. But Who played Lancelot? It wasn't it was Richard Gere, was it? It was Richard. Richard fucking Gere played Lancelot. <laughs> right now, oh. it wouldn't be Richard Gere. It would be the guy that does all the car commercials. Oh man. He's um, always got his shirt off. He played in that. Uh, oh man. <laughs> You know who I'm talking about? I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. What's his fucking name, Eddie? I got. Come on, there's a guy enough. with a shirt off. I'm you, trying you to think him. of this come weird shirtless guys. <laughs> shirtless guys. Come on, man. I'm trying to know. think of this weird King Arthur thing I seen on Netflix. It was circling around. Actually, not even. They don't even let you know. Oh, you like, mean the Green Knight's not on there? I don't think the Green Knight. Oh. Yeah, the Green Knight is not even on, on here. List, either, either. No. But it's not. But they actually have a kid in King Arthur's court above it. That's good. Okay, they have that. Uh, Mighty Pythons and the Holy Grail is another That's one. That's legendary. Okay, Can't that should be that. top five. Yes. that should be top five. Definitely. Um, you know what? The one that was called King Arthur wasn't bad. It wasn't. I that was did that was the it. the Arth- It was more the Roman legend. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. With uh, Clive Owen yep. is in it. Um, he defends. He defends Britain from the the Viking invasion. Yeah, I yeah. did like that one. I won't. I won't lie. Um, y- there was even the TV show Merlin. Yes. Not just the there was no, the, the standalone two the hour TV movie. The TV show Merlin was at, was rated at the top in terms on IMD, yeah. IMDb in terms of the King Arthur and yeah, that, that was realm. Great. Of Believe it or not, show. I would even put the anime series Vinland Saga in this. Ooh. And for those who haven't seen it, they do touch on some stuff when they're invading Britain about uh, the land of uh, Wales okay. and the Arthurian legends. They do the one character, my favorite character in the whole show, Ascalad. They always deem him as the descendant of King Arthur. Okay. It's actually. For those of you who are the anime fans, all if right, you want to check right, that one I like out. that. But so yeah, for me, I would I would say Excalibur. Okay, Excalibur, and I definitely say because of the one scene, the the movie Merlin, not the show <laughs> Merlin. But close second is the is is that Merlin, uh, TV show because that I did watch it actually completely through and I enjoyed Isn't it. Is it Merlin in a Disney? Like did you the, see the, the Merlin the, TV the show? Sword in the Stone or something? Is it, that's it's King a Arthur, it's a Sword in the Stone. It's a yes, movie. yes, that's another one. Uh, as yeah, far as Netflix took a swing at it with a show called Cursed. And you don't really realize at first, like, oh, this is a, a King oh. Arthur thing because uh-huh. it's circling around actually Merlin's daughter, kind yeah. of. And then eventually you realize, oh, that's Merlin. Uh. Oh, and this is, I guess, going to be he's supposed to kind of be king. So, like, as it's going on, they're like, oh, I see what we're doing here now. I mean, Arthurian legends and stuff, you could almost say, in a sense, it's British mythology. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got Greek yeah. mythology. You have Norse mythology. Agree. Like, I, you have to say, I mean, they British mythology may exist. In they needed something tales. besides all the museum things they stole, and they'd had to from have other countries. stories. You're right. You're right. From somewhere. right. But, you, but you know what? I mean, the British Museum is full of everybody sorry, else's they, shit. That they, they are <laughs> protecting. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. But as far as all the, the myths, African countries they protected, <laughs> as as far as myths are concerned, as far as stories that are told, it is probably one of the best handed down 
myths, yep. stories that they continue to play Most famous on. sword in history. Excalibur. Excalibur. Yeah. I mean, what's second? The, the Legend of Zelda Master Sword? <laughs> I mean, that's what, okay, what so else? What would be the second most famous sword? So Excalibur's fam- second, or first. Right. I mean, number two would be like either the, the Masamune, which is in every fucking video game. And I think the Master Sword master is more known. Th- probably, more known. probably. I mean, in, in every Zelda game, you have to find yeah. the Master Sword. You have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely. I would have to agree. I can't think of any other one outside but, of. But right now, Shay's probably screaming something. Ultraviolet had a sword, but uh, yeah. No. But see, see, here's the thing that Zelda manages to get away with: almost t- kind of telling the same story, like the same bad guy, same the Mario, same princess. And we don't care. We the just, same like <laughs> yeah, series of temples, the same sword, like Pokemon. Same fucking thing. Oh, Pokemon might as well just, you know. Same game. Color swap and hand it right back out this to is, you. This is why like, I've always been a Digimon fan. Thanks, at least guys. the games are different. Like, some <laughs> of the games may suck. I won't deny that. But at least it's a different story. They say Excalibur, absolutely. Number one on everybody's list as Excalibur? the most famous sword. Most famous legendary sword. What's two? Second one, I don't need, I've never heard of. Gramir, the sword from Volsagen Saga. I don't know what the fuck, fuck is that <laughs> shit. That is, and I do read English. Uh, nope, don't know what that don't is. That is uh, the dancing scimitar, maybe from like Aladdin. What's that? You know the dancing scimitar. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, like uh, <laughs> Durendal, the sword of Roland. Durendal, I have heard of that, and I have heard of Roland. Herpes, the sword that killed Medusa. Harpy, it's definitely <laughs> not herpes. But- Herpes didn't kill Medusa. Rarely it deadly. It could have. Harpy. All right, Harpy. Uh, I didn't know the sword was named. I know. I know either. Link's sword. Really? There's no Masamune on this. No. No. I'm. I'm looking. There's and a lot of famous swords on here, but the, I'm gonna have to do a deep dive into legendary swords because like, like four Excalibur. through ten are Japanese. Four through yeah, and I've never heard of them at all in my life. So, really? Not I mean, even Sting from like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit? Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, well Sting Stinger is from Sting's from it's from no, the Hobbit Game of and Thrones, isn't it? Uh Needle. Needle. Mm. That's Needle. needle. Okay. All right. Sting's the one that uh Bilbo has first and then he gives it to Frodo. It's the little one that glows when the That's, are that's a good sword. And then Gandalf's sword, Glam Dring. What about Blade Sword? Uh, the one that cuts your fucking hand off if you don't. Have a <laughs> yeah. That's a piece of shit sword. That sword is That's great. gangster. Imagine if he just forgets like the combination for his hand one day. He's like, "Fuck!" Oh, <laughs> you, you, like your finger, your finger's dislocated. You go to press the button, you don't press it fast <laughs> enough. Highlander, Highlander had some good, some good swords. Yes, but they were, they were all. But they didn't, they weren't named. No, you know what I mean? Like not no every. Aren't. In Japan, it's very common to name a sword because the sword almost was was looked at upon as like. Yeah. A thing in itself. An extension Well, it's because it took like a fucking month to make one. Yeah. Like they folded steel hundreds of <laughs> would, times. Would you guys do that? Would you go to like a monastery for a month if they taught you how to make your own sword and you could walk away with know. your own If you could put sword? my soul into it, yeah. Maybe. I would fucking do it. I you know, they used, so to grade, do you know it. they used to grade them swords? Fuck. You know they used to grade a samurai sword? What they use? Cutting bodies. They would have prisoners line up chest to, chest to stomach, chest to stomach, and then they would have the guy that created the sword Swing it against these prisoners, and however many people it went through, that's how many notches went on it the hilt. Was, Holy yeah. shit! It'd be rated Sign by. Me up. Yeah, but some of the fucking hilts had like three and a half. I'm like, who was the half? Who was the poor son of a bitch that that thing stopped halfway through his guts? Oh shit! And he was like, Ugh. oh 
Oh, All right, your first next time. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, come on. <laughs> That's horrible. I think you're going to die after yeah. that. Yeah. It should still count as four. Yeah. They didn't have very good <laughs> anesthesia back then. Just, three and a half should count as four. It just stops at your spine. It should be graded on a curve. It should be graded on a curve. Yeah. Oh, God bless the Japanese. I mean, outside of Excalibur, as far as famous weaponry is concerned, you got Mionir. Yeah, yep. the hammer. And the, the hammer. hammer. Uh, and also from Norse mythology, Gungir, the spear of uh, Odin. The trident from Poseidon. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, man, Zeus is, if you count Zeus's Thunderbolt. I don't think you I mean, count Zeus's Thunderbolt. You got the spear of destiny from Christianity. Yep. The spear yeah. of destiny. Fairly yes. You That's stuck it in the side of Jesus, and now it's a legendary <laughs> weapon. <laughs> Don't, yet, don't get mad at me. Okay, no, you no, wrote no, it. No, yeah. You wrote you it. You guys hey. did that shit. That's Christian mythology, <laughs> hey. You know, you got some good stuff in there, too. I, look, I want to ask you guys. I know we don't really get political. Right? Well, we can't. I mean. We, we, we prefer not to. We prefer Our not opinions to. are fucked up. We can't. <laughs> we don't really have valid opinions because we don't do the research as much into politics as we do into movies and cartoons. And yeah, I'm 36 years old in the nursing school. You don't want my fucking opinion. So with that disclaimer, <laughs> I, I thought... Uh, Dave Chappelle's monologue on SNL was fantastic. Was amazing. Every, he's the, he's the greatest comic of all time in my opinion. The, the, he absolutely he, is. He, he's he always puts out genius. genius. Yeah. The does. only person I could even put him in the same category with in his older comedy is a George Carlin. Yes. Yeah. No. Right. Chappelle has transcended from his younger days, like when he was making Half Baked mm-hmm. and shit. He's transcended now to what I think is the greatest comedian of all time. Yeah. You can put him with. The Carlins, the Richard yep. Pryors, yeah. the the Robin Williamses, the I think he's above Joe Take Rogan. Take that one out. Mm. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for stand up, I, I never really heard any of Robin Williams stand up. Robin Williams' stuff used to, when he genius. was younger, before he was acting, his stuff was good. I'll yeah. have to watch got, it. That's how I'll, have, I'll have to check yeah. it out. It's actually some of his shit's fucked up. I mean, like Richard Pryor, <laughs> Eddie Murphy back in the day. Yep. Um, they had some pretty legendary stand ups. But as the, far as like being able like, to as as great as when you look at some of those people though like Eddie Murphy, phenomenal. But he his work almost stopped too early. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think yeah, like the two specials. But then like, where would he have gone if he had got to like Chappelle and, four, five, yeah. six, and, but, seven? But he, I, like Carlin, every every year to two years putting out. I think there's a method to the madness though, right? He put out two fantastic top notch specials and said, "I'm done." Well, and Carlin then, Carlin would like come out and teach you. Like yes. He would come out and he would yes. like talk about what was wrong. And not many, and not many comedians managed to do what that about the, the and for it to be funny at the same time. Yeah. What about that Louis Black? There's nothing Lewis worse. Black, there's Lewis. nothing worse than a, a special where it's like, yay, a clap. clappy, yeah, like a weak yeah. clappy, like yes, I have to agree. No, he delivers the real, <laughs> but no. it's also delivered funny, which is the yeah. important thing behind comedian. Yeah, <laughs> which is why when I listen to a monologue like him. I can laugh, and then I still walk away with, like, damn. Yeah, George, George <laughs> there was Carlin, some truth to that shit. When, when George Carlin would go off on, like, politics and religion and stuff like that, and I ended up agreeing with a lot of the stuff he said. Yeah. Like, I remember when he said, like, how, like, public, like, he's like, we execute people in this country. He's like, we should televise it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we should have pay-per-views. Like, every Saturday night, like, the execution of this murderer. He's oh, like, he's like man. and we fire them out of a cannon, like, Fuck. against a brick wall. <laughs> like, he's like, you wouldn't tune in? He's like, you wouldn't pay ten ninety nine. I'm sitting here telling you all I would fucking pay ten ninety nine to watch someone get fired out of a can into a brick wall. Shit. If we're gonna kill him anyway, let's make some profit off. <laughs> right, of it. right, right, right. You know what I mean, <laughs> I mean, what was the name of that other comedian? Joe Rogan talks about him all the time. He yelled a lot. Oh, Sam Kennison. Yeah, Sam Kennison. Jesus, that- I watched his thing the other day on when he talked about how he's like, I can end world hunger. 
Yeah. He's like, I could end it in a fucking day. Get out of he's the like, fucking yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, He's like, we'll take out a bunch of fucking U-Hauls. We'll drive out in the desert. We'll take you to where the food is. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, you see this? It's it's sand. <laughs> Nothing, you know what's going to be in 100 years? Sand. <laughs> Nothing grows here. Oh, man. He's like, we have deserts in America, too. We don't fucking live in them. <laughs> There's just something just, about that. It's man, just you see, this is so sand. raw. It's so Nothing raw. Nothing grows here. <laughs> There's something about a, a comedian that can say what you're thinking or even live for the food <laughs> <laughs> or even or even make you rethink how you're thinking about things and see a different reasoning behind yeah. it yeah and still laugh at yourself because or, at or, the end of the day we're all fucking morons like, like we gotta laugh at that shit or Dave you know? Chappelle when he when he would talk about like the motivational speakers and how like when you think about like their message is dumb like it's fucking stupid like, <laughs> oh yeah he's just like oh like it's, it's all about how you look at a situation it's your framing of mind like and he's like try telling that to somebody you walk in like imagine walking up to somebody like in the desert of like Zimbabwe and being like <laughs> what's the problem with you son he's like I have not eaten in five days and he's like <laughs> Well, your problem is you got a bad attitude about starving today. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, man. Like, it doesn't really work when you play now. This so is true. Me, there's actually a lot of knowledge in comedy. There yeah. is. Yeah. Now, some yeah. people are a little wrong, but. You know, right, right. You know, Look, hard. not everybody that jumps into comedy is going to swing and, you know, hit a home run. Sometimes they're going to no. swing, swing, swing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? Between good comedy and bad comedy. And it is all subjective to the type of humor that you like. Because, like, for me, I like a little more darker yeah. comedy. Anthony uh, Jesselneck. Anthony Jesselneck. I have Fucking tickets January hilarious. 12th at 7 o'clock to his show <laughs> oh. at the Palm Beach Improv. Yes. Yo, he Fun, is so Funny good. that you mentioned he's, him. Yes. He's a monster. He, <laughs> he is. is. The things he, is. he says are horrible. And he's right up there with Louis C.K. Yeah, mm. I like Louis C.K. Louis C.K. says things sometimes, well... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he, he told a fucking Sandy Hook joke the weekend it happened. <laughs> I mean, you don't get any ballsier yeah. than that. No, you yeah. don't. Wow. I mean, he, uh, you know what? Let me move on. <laughs> Good <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> Even I heard that, and I was like, Lou, oh, no, Lou, Lou, you, Lou, you just came back from the jerking off Come thing. On, like, you might want to like dial it back a little bit, a bit. but he can't. He yeah, fucking can't. You know, it's a part of his personality. It's probably what makes him such a good comedian and such a terrible person like you know there's a little bit of both well, oh, yeah. you know so you know you, you, you got to go with that um as far as comedies are concerned anything on tv i haven't found a good comedy in a while i watched something no. that i thought was funny it was an animated show on hbo max it's called pickles hmm. it used to be on adult I've swim i've never even heard of it that. used to be on adult swim the episodes are like 10 minutes long yeah it's about a dog that is possessed by Satan. And <laughs> it's these short animated things. And the stuff you see in this show is the most fucked up shit you can possibly imagine. Hmm. But I, I laugh till I almost throw up. Okay. Like it's, it's really funny. If you have like a stupid sense of humor, like I do, mm -hmm. you will enjoy it. And you, it's low commitment. You can right. knock out a whole season in like an hour and 20 minutes. Nick Kroll's <laughs> last stand-up, that's probably um, outside of TV shows, a stand-up. Nick Kroll just put one out. That was actually really funny. And it was the first time I felt like he wasn't playing, like, a character. Yeah. Which he's always, like, into these character actors. Yeah. Like, it felt like it was more about him and his fucked up mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Talks about shitting himself on this. Yeah. Well, I think that's why he's always <laughs> leaned into playing a character. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was uh, it was pretty funny. No, he definitely deep dives up into, like, his insecurities, his imperfections, and... 
and things like that. His uh, wife leaving him and everything like that. And a, a real, a real good one that uh, if you want to watch a comedy special for free, it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ari Shafir. Oh, I Jew. Ha- I, 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 oh my God. I haven't, I haven't started it yet, but I'm get. I, I watched. It's the like whole, an hour and a half long. Yeah, I watched the yeah. whole thing. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it's so damn funny. There are right. going to be a lot more comedy specials coming on YouTube. to YouTube because they could just drop it for free. Mm-hmm. And they're getting millions of views, which they can monetize themselves, but they get to drop it for free. They don't have to cut anything out. Um, and then you want to buy tickets to their show. And then yeah. you go and watch their show. It makes sense. It's good marketing. Uh, what's his name? Um, just put his on to uh, YouTube. He sold it for like a week. And then... Um, Robin Williams? Oh, no, not dead. Robin Williams. Oh, um, <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> what's his name from the Brilliant Idiots podcast? Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I've not, never seen um, the Brilliant Idiots podcast. Not um. Oh my god! But, uh, I'm I'm blanking right now on comedian names. Brilliant <laughs> Idiots. Tom podcast. Segura. It's not Tom Segura. No, it's not Tom. Brilliant Segura. Idiots podcast. You have Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. Schultz. Okay. So he had recorded his thing, and it was supposed to be getting uh going on streaming, and at the last minute they wanted a couple of jokes cut out, and he was just like, no. Not gonna do it. Good for him. And he so he sold it for like a week on his website. After the week of sales, he went and then he put it onto YouTube for free for anyone, everyone to watch right there. And I like that. That's a good move. Millions of views. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought he had one on Netflix. It was just released. Well, the one he did on Netflix was kind of like what he does on um, Insta. Mm-hmm. So it was those really short, quick cut. He's sitting down. He's kind of delivering with like a. Uh, a screen behind him and, mm-hmm. and kind of everything else like that, which it wasn't that long ago that he did it as well. But yeah, he's he's churning out stuff constantly now. Yeah. Ari Ari Shafir's Jew though on YouTube. If you haven't heard it, mm-hmm. you need to look at it. It's it, it's his best work. It's he said he took a couple years making it. I believe it. It's unreal. Yeah, he I, talks about the difference between the Jews. Like he says, like yeah. there's like <laughs> different levels of them. <laughs> and he talks about the ones with like the hat and like the the, the curls. Says, yeah, he calls he calls them uh, Mortal Kombat Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they're called Hasidic Jews. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I grew yeah, up in Brooklyn. We, had a few we know them well. Well, he says he says like he had a uh, one of his black girlfriends from Atlanta came up and she saw one. And she said the way she said it was why that man got curly fries. <laughs> 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 Dude, it's so good. Oh, it's my so God. good. That, that whole special from start to finish, Ari he kills it. He All kills right. it. And uh, another guy I can't wait to make a special is Theo Vaughn. I man, laugh at that man so hard I can't. He's been on breathe. a roll for the last couple. Ever since he started. Doing a podcast. Yeah. Well, he's As intelligent. A, yeah. Yes. But he acts dumb and, and people he, love it. Yes. He's intelligent in a very weird way because when you listen to him throw out his analogies and his little, his slang, his country slang, you're yeah. just like, that's, fu- <laughs> that's just funny. He that's talks about how he told Joe good. Rogan that Joe Rogan was talking about like, like, he drinks monster energy when he's at the UFC and he has to hold his, like, he has to hold his piss and like, Obama's like, you ever want to like go home and beat your wife after you drink? Well, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, he's like, I feel that guys that drink Monster Energy just beat their wife. And like, Joe Rogan's like, I don't think, I don't think it's the energy drink that makes them do that. He goes, well, it's definitely their beverage of choice. <laughs> it's like, 
shit. Like, way to tank, way to tank Monster Energy's whole company. I was like, oh my god, dude. Like, what the hell? That's fucking sick. And Theo Vaughn says he likes to, like, he likes to hold his piss until it hurts. He's like, I like to ride the bag a little bit. I was like, what the hell? It's not good for you. No, it's not. It's definitely not. Good for you. But, like, I can't even listen to Theo Vaughn talk without laughing. He's just, he's an extremely funny You know who else is funny to listen to in in podcasts is uh, Steve O. Yeah. Steve O's funny. He was just on Star Talk. With uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, he was. And it's it's, it's incredibly funny I, to I have like say, a I, super intelligent. I saw that pop up on my feed, and I was just like, "The fuck is he doing on Star Trek? Yes. What is this episode going to even be? Well, what do they have to discuss? <laughs> that's what I was getting at. You have a super intelligent astrophysicist and a guy who launches himself in porta potties. Yep. Yes, <laughs> I actually saw Steve when he came. He was actually funny. He was funny. Yeah, no, he yeah. is. He's doing like a a, a stand up ish kind of a show it's ish very he, ish he talks about himself yeah. and the things he the went vasectomy through olympics and, oh my oh god I, he's I, got some videos and everything to show yeah, yeah. The, the, like i would hour, watch it i would go an hour after it. he had a vasectomy he like did all these olympic sports yeah. <laughs> I, I, no dude he rode a bike like no he's a wild he was fucking man. cycling on this bike with his nuts like, i was like dude oh. he just had a vasectomy oh. like I, I was in tears and then he did like he <laughs> he got a spinal from an anesthesiologist. Like he had an anesthesiologist do a yeah. spinal on his lower back, and he saw how far he could run. Oh my god! Like, this is so dumb. This is so fucking dumb. What like, What is genius about him though is that how he talks about is that when he's putting these stunts together, and they are stunts, and they are well coordinated stunts. Yep. He's like the biggest trick that they have up their sleeve is to make it seem dangerous yeah. is to make it seem awful he's like some of it is some of it is painful but he's like for the most part it's very controlled yeah and a lot of it is is that they they start small and then they work their way up mm -hmm. until they get to the theatrics part of the yeah. uh, uh the stunt that they're gonna deliver but it's it's really smart listening to him talk he's like i'm a fucking moron you know <laughs> but yeah. This is what we do, and like, there's there's a method to the madness, yeah. and they're they're Incremental very very steps, smart about it, and it's all planned out. But that that goes for any any proper stuntman. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's not like oh we're just gonna jump off the roof and hope that airbags you know the right size. Yeah. No, we're we have theories and we have practical practical applications we can use to make sure like oh from this height we're going to fall be falling this fast based on this weight here's the bag we need like yeah, yeah. it looks yeah. and there are stuntmen unfortunately they get terribly injured because yeah. someone makes a bad often it's from a director saying run it back again and try to do this this way and or the right. the Robin Hood movie from the 30s where they really shot people <laughs> with a fucking action oh, marksman you got to love yeah. that shit man here put this vest on we'll yeah. pay you this much money sign me up shot. i know i know one of the it was a, uh, a female uh yeah. Stunt woman, and she was doing. I think it was in the Ultraviolet movie. They did the scene where like they're coming at the camera with the and, and they're on the motorcycle, and they they kept trying to inch it closer and closer. And she was like, "I don't think we can get any closer than this without like really getting mm -hmm. dangerous." And they kept pushing and this and that. So they filmed it again, and it was on the last one that that you know the stunt crew didn't want to do because. Right. But the you know they're pushing to get it done, and then the fucking camera hit her in the head as she was going by on the bike just rips you know you mash your head you get ripped right off the bike yeah um, did she die uh, she's not she didn't die but horribly like your career's over sure um 
Daniel Radcliffe's uh, stunt person in the la- like the last movie, one of like the last stunts. Weird Al ended up getting paralyzed. He's paralyzed for life. Oh fuck! He's wow. he's uh, at least paraplegic, if not quadriplegic. He's in a wheelchair and actually does a podcast uh, talking about movies and shit with uh, one of the one of the other kids from from the the crew. But it's actually fairly common for like. Stunt people to get injured. Some people to get injured, and it's not because That's the stunt life, crew man. did yeah. something wrong. It's because they're like, run it back again, and do this again, and let's try it this way. And it's like right. the people with the cameras and everybody else is trying to do more, and they're like, yeah. this. Look, we did it. I always feel right. bad when there's like a scene, like a dude falling down a hill or something, and you can oh. tell that in the scene it's a real person. Yeah. But yeah. you're like, oh my god. No, <laughs> I, I feel you more- just gave money to this dude, and you're like, here, dude. You're going to fall down a fucking 60-foot hill today. Like. I, I think I feel more pain when it's downstairs. Oh, here's, yeah, here's the thing. Here's like, a, here's you a, ever see, like, I forget what comedy it was, where, but, like, the guy just kept falling down, like, yeah. flights and flights of stairs. And I'm like, that's a human body. That's a human and body. There's particular ways of which way you do it, so you get less hurt. Less. You're not going to not but get still hurt. get hurt. Oh, you're going to yeah. get hurt. Yeah, Because yeah. I've mentioned it before, and I... I, I Quoted the name wrong. I said uh, Buster Douglas, but it was Buster Keaton, mm. was like one of the primary yeah, stunt Douglas guys. Yeah, Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> you fucker, you didn't even catch it. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> we sure, just rolled right through it. I'm um, sure Shay caught it. But um, Buster Keaton, he was one of like the like the big stuntman. Like if you watch some of the clips that he does, like where like the the building falls around him, or he's on the front of the train and it's going, and there's things on the tracks. And he's picking up things off the train and throwing them on the logs that are on the tracks to get them out of the way of the train as the tra- and it's like barely, barely making it as the train is going to Damn. keep it clear. But like he would did some really crazy shit, but he also invented like a lot of things of like just sight lines. So like, he's like, he's like it looks Godfather. like he's hanging off the building from like right. the the hands of the clock, but when you Turn the camera the other way. They're actually standing on a building that's adjacent to the building, and the camera angle is making it look like the clock's on that building, but it's actually over here. And he's not going to actually fall if he falls. But he was like one of the Smart. inventors of a lot of that kind of thing. Yeah, all right, I can see that. I can see that. Um, all right, jumping into a different category here. I was watching on Netflix, and I finished watching it. You guys started seeing some of it too. Diving yep. back into mythology again was with uh, Graham Hancock. Ancient Apocalypse. Ancient Apocalypse. He was um, on uh, Joe Rogan. He's yes, been several on times, many, many times. He's always an entertaining guest. Because he's a journalist, but he like pisses off a lot of archaeologists. He yes. Cut, see, yes. And for those of you who don't know, archaeologists are people who jerk off the stones. <laughs> and dirt. And dirt. They and like dirt. dirt and yeah. well, here, it's a very dry jerk off It's session. a weird <laughs> thing. Very dry. Here's very the thing dry. that he tends to do, is he actually goes across the different disciplines. So he gets people that deal with geology who don't deal with mm-hmm. the archaeologists and, and, and astrology and then, as well. and then brings it all together and goes wait a minute you guys are saying these rocks have always been here you're saying it's four thousand years the geologist is saying that weathering pattern is ten thousand years old yeah. mm-hmm. and he's saying that these rocks are different than these rocks but you guys know that they're different but you're still attributing them to this layer but this layer is way and like mm-hmm. he just brings in all the other disciplines and shows the evidence of you guys are only giving half the story, right? And you're you're deliberately refusing to like he was talking about one, one site where they refuse to go and dig deeper. They're yeah. like, well, we found evidence here. He's like, yeah, but what? But you know, there's another layer of rock and another layer of rock, and a, you got multiple foundations. What's 
Why not dig down? It's it's like when... when And find evidence for what the years are for the (laughs) other layers of the foundation. Why are you stopping at the first one? It's like when Lewis Black says he argues (laughs) with people and they say that because of creation, they're like, oh, well, the Bible says... And it says like, oh, the the world's only 10,000 years old. He says you... he says he pulls these. Like, he says I carry it with me. He's like I pull it. I go fossil. <laughs> fossil. He's like and if they still don't agree with it. He's like he's like you throw it just over their head. Like. <laughs> no, but it's it's, it's it's crazy how people that consider themselves academics refute evidence that just doesn't fit with their story. Yeah. Well, even, they, they and, don't they don't want to fuck. And it's even evidence from other right. academics. It's like here's a, a specialist in a field adjacent to yours, but you won't listen to his evidence because it's contradictory to your story right and, and everything because you've been it hurts taught your reputation you don't want to listen right. some of these people have written books yes <laughs> they don't want to reprint it. And, <laughs> and that's it they, they don't want to retract anything that they have said especially if they get some notoriety over it but in at the end that's of like what happened when the catholic church when the dinosaur bones were found they're like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> we, mi- we missed a fucking chapter god damn it <laughs> damn it <laughs> Well, we'll just ignore it. And yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We left that out of the book. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. No, but I Fuck. like watching it. And he does say that, look, he's just a journalist and he's looking at things from a different perspective. But there's a shit ton of evidence yeah. that gets brought into these things. It's very interesting. And, and at the very least, these other fields should start talking to each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest takeaway from watching yeah. it is that. Why aren't you guys working together? Yeah. Why isn't there a person like him who's cross-disciplinary mm-hmm. and brings everybody together? Because obviously, at a certain point, um, the the area of science becomes so myopic, you can't mm-hmm. be on the bleeding edge of it and on the bleeding edge of every other surrounding sure, area. Well, sure. We never so, know everything. So you need so, you need somebody who's kind of like, I'm a generalist. I know a little bit of here and here and here, and then I could get the right people to be like, you guys need to talk yeah, right. because you guys have something going on here together and you're not realizing it right. because you're too busy on your one view. Well, that happens with like almost every breakthrough in science. Like mm-hmm. When somebody's like, beating the field and trying something new, the whole community will be like, oh, you're full of shit. You're crazy. Yep. Yeah. Like it happened even when they started with microbiology. Yeah. Like someone was like, he's like, he's like, listen, he's like, the reason these people are getting sick is because they have microbes multiplying inside them and we need to use more sterile techniques so that people stop. We need to wash our hands before we deliver babies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Or not use the same fucking saw on everybody. We cut their leg (laughs) off. When I, so we're not sharing needles anymore. No, when I, when I had learned, when I had learned that, that, that they didn't think of washing their hands, like they'd go in there after dealing with corpses because the coroner was the same person that delivered babies. Mm -hmm. They'd open a corpse and then and open then a woman. Deliver a baby. <laughs> and Ed, I think my hands are kind of gooey Ed, Ed, from a dead body. Maybe I should put water. Blood is on blood, them. bro. Blood is blood. Water. Blood. Blood is just, blood. Just dab them off a little. Yeah. No, but what I Jesus. what I really find most interesting about his like his general thesis for the program <laughs> is that <laughs> Fuck. when he looked across different continents all over the world, yeah. is that there were shared stories everywhere. Oh, yeah, the flood stories The everywhere. flood stories and the sign of the serpent. Like, these snake uh, symbols are in the Mayan, the mm-hmm. Egyptian. They found them in Turkey. Why are there pyramids yeah. everywhere? I mean, there's, yes. there's two major stories that every culture yes. tends to have. One, 
the flood. Correct. And two, someone from outside coming and giving them knowledge of how to build society. Also, someone rising from the dead. Oof. That's in every fucking yeah, that's religion. That's a very common yeah. Every religion. That's yeah. Babylonian, Egyptian. That's like yeah. Eastern yeah. religions. That's in everything. Yeah. Well, what, Native if, American. Like mm, the, yeah. Every story yeah. is something of a great being who came back. Yes. Yeah. Why? Mm. So what the, happened? The, 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 the <laughs> thing that I found that was dope about the whole idea of the snake being portrayed as evil in every single civilization is that snakes they are look, fucking evil, man. Right. But they were, they were saying these snakes are coming from the sky. So they're comets. Nope. So it's looking like a snake when it's coming down to mm. Earth or when it's flying across the night sky. So all of these ancient civilizations were looking up and seeing this snake-style symbol and then apocalyptic, uh, uh, what, what was it, like uh, big storms and floods but and tsunamis. Even and then, or like a UFO that, came here. attributed to it. <laughs> Less and likely, but... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> but, but like they, they all come from a certain specific time period, and all of these people were trying to deliver one message across time with their pyramids and these big, uh, larger-than-life um, um, monoliths. monoliths. So Great word. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it definitely is. And wow. Graham, I got to say, some of the words he was like, damn, I need to add that to my vocabulary. <laughs> I just don't be reading enough. Yeah. But... <laughs> The like if you I had one message, average, I think the average adult in America reads less than one book a year. Nice. Oh, so I definitely don't That's even meet that criteria. So now, fucking sad. <laughs> it's sad. No. It's, it's sad. <laughs> so so like the big the big takeaway is like if there was one message that civilizations wanted to pass down across the generations, no matter who you were. It would be something of a warning. Like, it would hey, have to be in stone. This, right, no, no, but what I'm saying, the message would have to be so big that they wanted to share it with other communities and civilizations. Yeah. And this big warning of, we seen this before the world went to shit. Yeah. They were saying that there was a time period where 60% of the human life was wiped off the planet. Oh, yeah, well, that happens, I mean, with natural disasters, stuff like that, but also... Yeah. extinction-level ta- events happen every thousand years. How many times have epidemics happened? Yeah. That's why I'm still waiting for another one. Yeah. Like COVID wasn't shit. I mean, yeah. if you compare that to the bubonic plague, yeah. I mean, we're like, it was like one, it was one or it was, it was one or two-thirds. You know, one-third or two-thirds of the world's population fucking died. That's crazy. Like, yeah. Wash that, your hands, so, people. Yeah. Three, pe- three, pe- <laughs> like, put, put three people in a room, one of them dies yeah. everywhere. Come on, everywhere. guys. Wear a mask. In fact, you gonna, didn't wear a mask? I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. It's, so, it's something fucking horrible. Yeah. The, the, the they didn't have a Dr. Faust. That, that was they some nasty, nasty shit. I mean, yeah, people were just dropping dead. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it was to the point where cities collapsed because the amount of population decreased the infrastructure was gone. Yeah. You didn't have enough people to support the size of the city, and that's it. City yeah. just has to move on. No, so, I mean, but back to the Graham Hancock thing, I would say is um, it's very interesting. It's all theoretical, but I, I like it when people are trying to think outside of the box. You could take all of the information. He's just kind of delivering it to you, like, here's what I found. Yep. Make of it what you will. Yeah, but I mean so- – from the years of 1347 to 1351, so it was four years, it wiped out in between 30 and 60% of all Europeans. They estimate it could have been as much as 200 million fucking people. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. From one so, to two-thirds of the people just died. Yep. Damn. 60% of the people in Europe. Okay. okay. That's insane. 
Here, here. Well, I mean, Europe did it to a lot of other people also. They did. They did. <laughs> and we did it to the Native Americans. <laughs> Smallpox. Small. Here, take this blanket. Would you, would you like two? Yeah. Two uh, would you like two blankets? Yeah. It's cold out there. Yeah. An uncontrolled plague can drive really cause a problem. <laughs> this, yes, yes, it can. This is, this but is what's definitely What's amazing true. is how many simple things Graham is like, we can see a thing 50 feet offshore mm-hmm. into the water. It's right there. Yeah. All the divers know it's there. But the archaeologists don't want to deal with it because eh, it's in the water. Yeah. yeah. But the large. But they all know that the water level was lower. Like they all acknowledge the water level was lower. Mm-hmm. That used to be but land. That takes work. And human <laughs> civilization always built itself within one mile of the ocean. Ed, it's easier for me to write my book on shore. <laughs> yeah. <But> if- <laughs> It's already written, bro. I wrote my what book, do you want Ed. me to do? Ed, do you want me I'm to done. change my book? I ran out of paper. <laughs> I need a fucking no wetsuit. Paper. I have to learn how to dive, Ed. I don't want to do that. But it's like, who, Rock fucker. who's, yeah. Yeah. who's the archaeologist that's only wanting to be halfway yeah. there? You're like, you want the big discovery? It's literally 50 feet that way. Yeah. Just like how Just many dinosaurs? Put dinos- on a wetsuit and go 50 feet that way. We trust these people for how dinosaurs look. <laughs> these are the same people that didn't write, that didn't do the research on the water sites. Yeah. Put together the fucking dinosaur oh, bones. I've seen some pictures of people that, that do reconstruction. Brontosaurus never existed. <laughs> that do. He never existed. There are animal reconstructions based on the way they do animal reconstructions for dinosaurs. And the way the animals nowadays come out is fucking horrific. So whatever they think the dinosaurs looked like could be so off that it's amazing. I mean, they only recently realized, oh, yeah, they did have feathers. We found enough evidence that, oops, they look nothing like Jurassic Park. So good movie, super inaccurate. Yeah, but let's let's be honest. Do you would you be afraid of a Tyrannosaurus Rex if it looked like Chicken Little? No, (laughs) no, you wouldn't. So fucking leather that bitch up. Chicken and bring them on to the big screen. A three-story tall chicken little, still a fucking problem. I yeah. don't know, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Would a brontosaurus be uh, any more v- or less vicious if it looked like Fozzie the bear? Well, like- they're, they're, they're plant eaters, so I'm less worried about yeah. them. Well, they later found out that brontosaurus never existed. They, uh, they messed up the bones between it, that and is, the patasaurus. Is that the You're one that kidding. they found out? Yeah. I, brontosaurus I, never existed. I think that's the wow. one they found out didn't exist, it but didn't. then... Did exist. Did exist. Well, there was it, one it that, exi- that it existed, but it, they had named it wrong. It was the, already an existing dinosaur. Uh, okay, okay. Because there was there was there is of, a Brachiosaurus, but that's a separate species. Yeah, because there was one of the long neck ones where that happened, where they yeah. found out like, oh, we were wrong. Wait, we were wrong, but then we were weren't wrong, but we were wrong about right. being wrong. So it is real, but it wasn't this. It was this. Yeah. Just yeah. just admit you were fucking wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. So to, so to end the podcast, right? As we were talking this about mythology. Good, we talked about a lot of science. Yeah, this yeah, was good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. We should. We're not just comic book we, guys. We you know? switched <laughs> it up a little bit today. Yeah, we smart. We if big there, smart. If there was one place that you haven't visited yet that you want to knock off your bucket list, and it has to be like uh, either a historic landmark or something to do with mythology, a place, a thing that you want to see or visit, uh, Ed, we'll start with you. What would it be? Go Blackie Tepe. Mm, it's one of it's it it is the one that popped up and took archaeology and said you're all fucking wrong. Nice. Because they're like, oh, it's four thousand years. Oh, it's five thousand years. This one is twelve thousand years, and we can prove it was deliberately buried twelve thousand years ago. So that means that's the one in Turkey. Yeah, that means it was buried twelve thousand years ago. That doesn't mean it was built twelve thousand years ago. That means the people that were there were like, we're done with this thing. Fill it in. It was directly hidden. And we're leaving. Hmm. So you don't know how long it took to build, how long it was a city there, but you know at least 
twelve thousand years ago. It sounds like a like a <laughs> mythological monster. Go, yeah, and it's yeah. it's it was it's definitely that's, it's in Turkey. I believe that's the one that's in Turkey. There's a handful of sites like that. Like Machu Picchu also is one of those mm-hmm. where they're like, shit, how was this built? Like, I mean, b- beyond the pyramids, there's some places that are way way more um, difficult for them to wrap their heads around. Sure. Yeah, and that would be good, cool because then you could visit and see Turkey. So that'd be a great trip. Yeah, yeah, and they have some other monuments that were found outside of this one that they're yeah. digging up now. There's other cities currently. within the local area as well. Yes, yes. there's could be, could actually be the world's a, first temple, bro. There's an underground, t- uh, like tunnels and ratways, like oh, the cities underneath yeah. Turkey. They they essentially like, had the mole um, people. It's crazy. If you, bre- if you believe Graham, which it does make sense in the way he he presents it. It was essentially their version of a nuclear shelter. Oh. Like whenever the the comets were coming overhead, they would go into this. Essentially, it was a city built into a cave. So they dug out a city in the fucking mountain. So it's called Daring, to hide into. Daring Kuyu Underground City. Hmm. And it looks it's it's wild. They got lights in there and stuff like that now. But like you walk into this town. And you're like, he's walking around and he's like, man, if you walk around this town, you would have no idea that underneath it yep. is a complete, viable, livable city. city. Essentially, they built a bomb shelter. Yeah. Air air tunnels coming up to the top from the bottom and so they can circulate and everything. And it's smart. Yeah. Why not? You know? And he was like, "Why you wouldn't build this to hide from an army because if they once they find the front door, you're all dead. Yeah. But you would build this if some shit was falling from the sky and you needed to hide mm-hmm. for a couple of days every couple of years. When you're going through the media stream. Yeah. Or if aliens were picking people up. You never know. <laughs> Bigfoot's a fucking rapist. That's what I hear. He is a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what about you, Ian? What would you want to visit or see? I would probably, uh, I'd either go to Japan, just mm-hmm. see a lot of the stuff there, like the temples, uh, mm. Meiji era stuff. Or mm-hmm. if I couldn't do that. See that would... culture before it disappears. Their yes. population is dwindling. Well, and they're I, not or, having sex. Yeah. Japanese people don't. They, well, the manga and anime, they don't have time. You know what, sex. gentlemen? We must save the Japanese. <laughs> Book a plane ticket. Book a plane ticket. <laughs> Either that or I would go to Iceland. Iceland? Okay. Just because I'd love to see that. Okay. Is there anything specifically in Iceland that you want to see? I Believe it or not, as crazy as it is, I want to jump in the northern sea, and I want to stare oh. at the Aurora Borealis. I know it's going to kill now, me. The okay. Aurora. Right. I, I agree with going to see the Aurora. You wouldn't jump in the no- Jumping into the sea, no. Hot springs? Yeah. Hot spring, yes. Okay. I would I, I would have figured no. you for for wanting to see the 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 stone pillars. Uh, what is that? Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Yeah, that's uh, something like Northern England. Northern yeah, England. That's, that's a, Druids. That's, that's another one. With your people. Yeah, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. For me, it would definitely it would still be uh, Egypt. It would be the Sphinx. Yep. Um, there's something about wanting that like the like. In my bones, I want to go to Egypt. I want to see the the Egyptian temples. I want to go inside of one. I heard like people say that it's like a like a holy experience, like mm. walking into a church. It just it has this presence to it, and then when you enter it, it's just like you can understand like why they did this for whatever reason, other than shelter and community. But yeah, it has like a very it has its own feel to it when you're there and that's one of the things that i found very interesting for a lot of the places that these ancient civilizations chose was that most people when they go to visit they're like man there's just something special about this land there's something holy about this land other than like 
you know, there's like a spring underneath the temple that they were protecting or a spring nearby where, yeah. oh, clean water is kind of important for a civilization to thrive. Um, but they would consider those areas like holy grounds, build on them and then protect them. Yeah. You know, and like what we do when we put up 30 Walmarts, we're protecting <laughs> the holy we're, land. Yes, we're protecting the, with the Walmarts. nature. Yeah. Yes, yes mm -hmm. because I need stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be polite. We need stuff. We need stuff. We all need stuff. We all need stuff. You know what, Ed? Ended on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us at the Sofa Kingdom podcast. You can find us on all your social media platforms at Sofa Kingdom OFC. And you can find us on YouTube at Sofa Kingdom Podcast. Ian. Like, share, comment. Tell people about us. Yes, yes, yes. We teach Tell the masses. <laughs> this was a very educational podcast. It was. It yes. was. We read lots of books, did hours of study. Yep. Or sure. watch one documentary yes. Yes. and became... And don't trust your teachers. Question everything. <laughs> a scholar. <laughs> They're lying to you. <laughs> Question the programs. Yeah, That's right. Yes, yes. <laughs> this, is, this is the way to do it, people. Absolutely. Yeah. We are headed back to the moon. Oh, yeah? It really? finally launched after all the delays. Jeff They're Bezos? on the way there. No, not Bezos. Oh. NASA. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? Yep. Nice. We'll see what happens in a or couple days. Or for some people, we're, we're headed NASA? to the moon for the first time. Yes. yes. <laughs> Fucking flat earthers. It's going to be hard to get there with a flat planet. <laughs>